Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is The Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Paul Fricker, Scott Dorward, Matthew Sanderson, and edited by Mike Mason, and it's available at the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode three. Now for the recap. You're listening to WITD Radio. Coming to you live from the Bancroft Building in downtown Arkham, WITD Radio is proud to present The Two-Headed Serpent! In our last episode, having received a transmission from Caduceus Headquarters, Gileoma Sodfield related to the others the very strange details of their mission, retrieved the living mummy woman from the temple and returned her to headquarters in New York. Having suspicions that the local villagers might know something of this mysterious temple, our band of misfit heroes spoke with an English-speaking native named Gregorio. He told them the legend of a woman who was commanded by the gods to build a temple underground, where she sleeps until the day she can return and take the chosen people back with her to the other side. The villagers were in charge of maintaining five pillars of slumber that kept her safe, that there was an upcoming ceremony that was part of this tradition, and that the heroes may observe if they wished. Without warning, Magnus and Connor Frost ran from the villagers dwelling when they observed one of the soldiers enter their own tent. Confronting him, he seemed to be assessing the tactical strength of our heroes. The brothers drove him out of their tent and followed him back to his own, where he began transmitting on a portable radio. Using their own radio, Hotfield managed to acquire the same frequency and eavesdrop on the conversation. They realized their safety and the safety of the villagers was in serious danger. Having restrained the two soldiers, Adi confiscated the portable radio while Magnus searched the tent. He found a strange map which he turned over to Heinrich, who believed it to be written in the ancient language of the serpent people and represented a systemic search pattern of the area. Shortly thereafter, Heinrich began organizing the evacuation of the villagers while Artfield and Magnus set explosive traps around the perimeter of the village designed to take out as many of the returning soldiers as possible. In the process, Adi found some strange shards of curved glass and burn marks on the tree that he believed to be part of some weapon that was used. Meanwhile, Johnny Adovino, known as the Angel, armed himself with grenades and set out to intercept the approaching soldiers. As they passed by, Johnny could see a huge, dragon-like dog, five feet high at the shoulder, following behind them. A live grenade tossed by Johnny under the beast rendered it to bits. The sergeant drew a bizarre whistle from his pocket and began to blow it. But with a single marksman shot, the Angel was able to silence the man forever. It was then that Johnny noticed that the man was not a man but a serpent thing, dressed in a man's skin. Back in the camp, the other heroes could hear the explosion and gunfire. They became aware of a group of soldiers coming their way from the other side and something that crashed through the forest like a tank. The soldiers were running from it as they hit the trip wires, setting off the explosions. The few surviving soldiers were taken out by Magnus. Connor, 
curious as to what had frightened the soldiers so badly, walked along the path only to discover a huge mass of pure insanity. A black slime composed of eyes and mouths that had been effectively obliterated by Adi's clever traps. Gerhard and Magnus followed suit, only to end up reeling at the stench and horror of the thing. Gerhard summoned the memory of certain passages he had read in his Eldritch studies to identify the thing before them as one of the legendary spawn of Sathagua, a creature of terror from the bowels of the earth. Perplexed but unfazed by these revelations, Hartfield contacted Caduceus headquarters. Mr. Shapiro, whose orders they were following, told them that the serpent people were part of something called the Inner Night. Unbeknownst to the others, the angel Adovino had a special gift, the ability to see things experienced by the holder of an object. Thus, he took the opportunity to hold the flute whistle in an attempt to see the memories of the sergeant. He could see the moment that a beautiful but oddly disfigured woman hissed orders at him, telling him to keep the flute safe. He would surely know if he saw her face again. As night fell and the others stood watch, a dim light could be seen from the forest. The Frost brothers went to check it out, only to discover that it was a pillar with a glass globe on top that glowed and seemed to be some sort of machine. They were going to call Oddfield when they were suddenly ambushed by an angry, flame-throwing monkey. Would the Frost brothers meet their fiery end at the hands of a charnel chimp? Would Oddfield and Gerhardt be able to understand the bizarre machine in the forest? And who was the beautiful, disfigured, hissing woman so menacing in her allure? Keep tuned to the station and find out for yourselves in the further adventures of... The Two-Headed Serpent! So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Right. There's a monkey above you. It's just unleashed with a flame gun. Uh, can I have dodge rolls, please? Okay. That is a 68, which is a pass. Okay. And I'm going to spend some luck to make mine a pass. Okay, in which case... There's this as it starts to uh, starts to unleash. This jet of flame erupts and heads down towards you, and both of you just dart out of the way in opposite directions, leaving the ground where you were stood just this charred mass. Um, Dex order, so I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be able to beat a monkey. So uh, that will be of the two of you there, Magnus on ninety. What do you want to do? Um, okay, so I've got um, my shotgun in like a holster by my leg. Um, so I'm as I've kind of dived, I'm kind of going to pull that out and then blast the, the shotgun at the monkey. Okay, give me a uh, firearms roll. All right. That is a 25, which is a shotgun. It's going to be a hard pass. Okay. Right. Give me 4d6. With pleasure. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay. As you've done over ten, can you give me a luck roll now? Yes. Uh, 23. Which is, okay. Yeah. Not only do you obliterate the monkey, uh, there is just this ah! 
that then just gets silenced with this red mist. Um, when what's left of the poor little thing drops to the ground, uh, the thing that's wrapped around its hand that shot out the, um, the bolt of flame is yep. not hit. It is intact when it hits the ground. You can see also that the coils around its now dead wrist start to uncoil so that you could remove it from its, um, from its arm very easily if you wanted. Yeah, I'll take it off. Okay. Right. You... I'd be careful if I were you, Magnus. Yeah. Now, I assume we all saw the fire. Oh, yes, you would see the jet, uh, the jet of flame because that stands out quite, uh, quite accentuated in the dark uh, forest night around you. Holy yeah. crap, guys, something's going on. Maybe I should get Gilly to have a look at this. Let, let, let's go see if they're okay. Yeah, so we're heading over there. Yep, no, nothing will stop you getting over there. So you, you arrive to the scene as described. What the hell happened? Uh, it seems like this monkey decided to attack us with a flamethrower. What is this? And I'm looking at the uh, pillar. Okay. Um, do you want to give me a mechanical repair roll to get an idea of what this thing is? Uh, I got... I got a 70 and my mechanical repair is 65. Can I spend five? Luck? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So I pass. All right. Hmm. Yeah, your, your weird science background here definitely comes, comes in handy. This is not what you would describe as a human weapon. Um, this is definitely not like any weapon that you've seen before. And it doesn't, or the thing that immediately stands out is that it doesn't appear to have what you would call a traditional magazine. It doesn't have a fuel reserve in it. Um, and if anything, it also seems to have a degree of biotech in there that it's responsive to the wearer. Um, the, there is a, not a degree of sentience, but a degree of programming that when it comes into contact with a living being that can potentially wield it, that the tail will reflexively go around the arm and the tail is what draws its power from the user. That's the user becomes the magazine. That it will derive a certain degree of psychic power, that it will then transform into energy and then that's what becomes the flame bolt. My God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But I don't know if it's dangerous. It might be geared specifically for, for chimps. Uh, it's definitely not geared for apes. Well, let's see. Uh, let, me, let me take a better look at this uh, tonight, and we'll, we'll see if it's safe to use. But, uh, but I'm really interested in this pillar here. What is this? Ah. Is this one of the pillars that, that uh, our friend was talking about? Well, it could be, had. but it could be something else. It looks like... Now, now this is near the broken, broken one, yeah? Yeah, this, uh, is where, this is in the middle of that broken glass debris field. So does it look like it has somehow repaired itself, or does it look like this is another pillar? Um, give me another mechanical repair roll. Uh, yeah, that's a 64. That one passes. Okay. Um, this appears to be 
the central part of whatever that larger glass structure was. Um, if anything, it appears to be almost like a control panel of sorts. Um, looking at how it's connected and then piecing together with the large amounts of glass that you've got dotted around, um, this was a control panel in the middle of a giant sphere, a glass globe, if you will. And the only thing you can think about this, um, potentially this thing would be, is some kind of drive mechanism. But this, this, this was some kind of transport device that um, looks like it's shattered on impact. It crashed here, and that's why it's, it's that's why all the glass has gone everywhere. So the the sphere around it was broken, and now it's exposed. Uh, is there any kind of uh, writing on it, ancient or otherwise? It doesn't appear to have um, writing per se on it, but it appears that the globe on top, um, if anything, would be, in modern parlance, would be a touchscreen. But it would be, you touch various parts of it, they would light up and that would correspond to what you want it to do. All right, well, I want to be careful. Everybody stand back because uh, I have no idea what this is going to do. Um, there doesn't seem to be any buttons or... Let's uh, see if I touch it. Now, if I if I get electrocuted, you know, who knows CPR? <laughs> Probably nobody in 30. Uh, all right, let's see if I can do this. And I'm just going to, I'm going to lightly touch the, the globe, expecting it to shock me. Okay, give me a luck roll. Uh, 19, which is plenty. Okay, and follow that up with a power roll. Uh, I got a 72, my power is 85, so yeah. Success, right? Um, uh -huh. In which case, there is enough residual energy left in this thing for a moment that you get an idea of what it does, but it only displays for about three or four seconds. Um, you put both of your hand, or a hand, a hand or both hands on top of the globe. The pillar lights up with this intense white-blue light, and it starts to levitate going off the ground about a foot in the air. Um, as it does so, this gooey, semi-translucent liquid starts to pour out of holes at the bottom of it that look as though they would then fill the interior of the globe. Ah. At that point, the power runs out and the thing just drops to the ground. But okay. the, key part, the key part for you is you are attuned to it. So if you can get this repaired, you can use it. It smells strange. I might be able to fix this thing if I if I can figure out how it worked. Um, but it's dark out here. I mean, there's light. You said there's sort of a glow coming from it, right? There, there was while it was levitating. Um, at that point, the power runs out. So okay. it, this is going to be more of a, not long-term, but mid-to-long-term project, trying to get this thing repaired, because you'll need to build a glass globe. That The globe itself is about six foot across. Oh. So it's quite big. You you can hold at least one person in this thing, and then yeah, this, this might be time. this might be more of a of a take home project if possible. I'll have to check all of that out tomorrow. There's not much we can do here, but uh, let me check out that gun thing. Let's, I want to uh, take a. Oh, sorry. Let's just get back to camp unless you got something you want to look at, yeah, Doctor. I wanted to check out the monkey to see if there was any. If it was a regular monkey or if it even is a monkey. 
Can you tell from its hand? Because I think that's all that's left. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a red smear with some limbs attached. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it looks like a regular monkey. It's just the it looks like the ape has picked up something shiny and it's then gone, ah, you've got a hand. You can potentially use me. And then the gum's wrapped around its, its arm. Now, do you think that the that the monkey just ran across this technology, or do you think that it was sent to attack you? That's hard to. Is there any other electronic components device around, like if the thing was brain controlled, or in in the splatter? I'll lo- I'll look carefully through the splatter. The, there's no other tech around what's left of the body. Um, right. It seems. Or like it just found the gun. Yeah, it might be a fluke, but hey, you got a fluke gun. We could call it the fluke, the firing monkey fluke gun. I don't know what you want to call it. Right. Well, uh, you have a look at it. See if you can do anything with it. And uh, right. you know, yeah. See let's, if you can uh, make it safe for human use. Let's head off to back to camp. I just changed my shirt because I had blood all over it. Okay, now. Share the name back, Alexa, shut Which up. One did you want? Sorry, that parrot that I ordered last week has just just won't shut up. A few things share the name Alexa, shut there. up. Which one did you want? Alexa, stop. Give her a way cracker. to turn. There's a way to turn her off. <laughs> um, you can get back to camp. Uh, no interfering parrot on the way. And yeah, the doesn't look as though anything's happened while you've been away. It's only been a few moments. All right. Right. Well, uh, do, do you gents want to get some sleep? Um, I don't mind taking the first watch, and then uh, we'll rotate through the night. And if anything happens, they'll come and warn the others. Well, I'm really excited, so I'll stay up with you, and we'll look at this thing, and uh, and then in the morning I'll work on it when I got better light. Right. Wake me up whenever it's my turn. You All right. It. In which case, the, we'll have a short montage sequence then. Um, there's the various rotation of people watching throughout the course of the night. There's the occasional rustle in the forest around you, just normal sounds of the forest at night. Uh, the sun slowly starts to come up on the horizon, and then it is morning. Nothing otherwise eventful through the rest of the evening. Well, I got to get to work. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're having a look at this uh, this gun to see a bit more about it, is that? Yeah, to see if it, if it poses any physical danger. I'll probably end up trying it on myself to see if it uh, if it interfaces and if there's any cautiously. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds like the, a reasonable way to uh, reasonable way to test it out. So, rolling off your early success with it, you can give me a firearms roll, but it is with a penalty die. Oh, well, I've already failed. Yeah, I got a ninety-two. What's your? I mean, because it'd be ninety-five and above, so it's not a fumble. That's fine. Um, in which case, you attempt to aim this thing and then shoot with it. Um, cross off one magic point, but you get it back within the hour anyway. Right. Um, that is re- representative of your psychic energy that it draws. Right. So 
mechanically, every shot costs one magic point. It does okay. 1d10 damage if it hits the target, but also, you are now fully aware because you've uh, got it wrapped around your wrist, it is not designed for, um, for mammalian life. This is reptilian that it is attuned to. So, let's say the, uh, the remains of one of those people wearing, uh, one of those serpents wearing human skin a little bit down the track that you enjoy. Yeah. And so it you makes, you, makes your head hurt a little bit. Um, you are also well, aware, given you came peril perilously close, um, if you fumble with this thing, you, with the penalty die, or it uh, malfunctions, it could blow up on your wrist. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to document it because I've got uh, technical drawing, which I'm just going to sort of fudge and say I've got, I'm not going to, I can't give technical drawing of it, but I can do an illustration of it and explain what I think parts of it do. And uh, I tell, uh, okay, uh, Magnus, um, there are some problems. This was not made for us. I don't think this is made for humans. Uh, it gave me a blistering headache for a few minutes. And uh, uh, it it didn't work for me. It might work for you, but uh, there are some some serious risks. And I think that uh, that under certain circumstances, uh, your human, our human brains might cause a malfunction that would blow this thing off your arm, along with your arm, along with it. So be careful. I might be able to ultimately adapt it for humans, but I have to know more. That's going to take months. Well, let me uh, let me hold on to it, and uh, when we, you know, if if I feel I need to use it, I'll use it because it's removable, right? I can, I take it on and off, no problems. Yeah, did yeah. it have any effect when I wore it? Right, just this um, kind of compression around your arm, but it's it is removable. Well, it really latches into your arm, so right. Um, right. Well, I'll keep a hold of it, and and maybe when we get some some free time over the next couple of months or something, you can, you can, well, uh, you can have a look at it and see if yeah. we can make it safe. My but, uh, guess is it was made for one of those lizard people. Right. You know, so. Well, if this is the kind of firepower that they've got, we, yeah, it's probably good that we've got some of it. So at least we've got a fighting chance, but, um, well, thanks for looking into that for me. I'm going to, I'm going to go take a look at the pillar and, uh, and see what I can do. My main, my main, focus at first because of what you said earlier is I'm going to see if there's a way to remove it from the ground without you know it for all I know it could be attached to the core of the earth or something but if it is then I can't do anything but if it's not then maybe there's a way we could ultimately transport it back to the lab and I could build a glass sphere for it I have no way to smelt uh, I don't have any materials out here to make glass so yeah. Right. I mean, the pillar itself is about three, three and a half foot tall, of which the base of it is then what would be connected to the inside of the globe. So it's not connected to the ground. Okay. So you, you just pick it up and lift it. I mean, it is pretty heavy. Yeah. So probably need a truck or a car or a cart. Or... We still have the mules. Thankfully, you have a wagon with some mules. So, yes, you can definitely transport it. Yeah. That's probably what I'll do. Well, um, I don't, I don't want you to go off by yourself, so I'll, I'll come. Well, I'm just right over there. Yeah, Connor, 
I'm gonna go help to help Gilly. You keep an eye on the on the camp. Right, um, as you go over then for the um, for the two of you heading over to um, to pick up the pillar. Now that it is cold light of day around you and the area is a lot more lit up, you can give me spot hidden rolls. There still might be people out there. Um, that is a fail for me, I believe. I failed also. I'm I'm too busy looking at the pillar. Yeah, I failed. Okay. Uh, no one want to spend any luck? I spent, I failed too much. <laughs> um, I'd have to spend 12 points. I'll spend 12 points. Okay. In which case, roll me 1d6. 1d6. One kind of dice I never use. Six. Lucky for you with that 12 points of luck, then. Um, a little way out... So again, in this debris field, um, you spot six other shiny pieces of what looks to be the same kind of metal as the gun dotted around. Um, this gives you seven of these flame guns in total. Oh, there was a battle here. Oh, are they are they in roughly the same condition? Uh, these almost look immaculate. These have not been picked up. Um, look at these. Not so much, not so much a battle, you think, but they were transported inside the sphere. Ah! Is this like an airdrop? Is it a cargo, a cargo transporter of some sort? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's pack these up here. Jeez, if I can adapt these to work with humans without damaging us, we got serious weapon here. You know, it may be kind of tired, too, so be careful. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get this on the, the mule. Or at least get right. it back to camp. Um, so I'm going to try lift the pillar. Oh, we'll mm -hmm. both lift it. Okay. Yeah. Between two of you, it's not a problem. Okay. Um, essentially, like carrying a, a large garden ornament made of stone. I'm also going to bring samples. Oh, sorry. I'm also going to bring samples of the glass. Are we also picking up the flamethrowers? Yeah. Okay, so we're carrying the pillar. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we can do it two separate trips. You don't have to do it all in one trip, dude. I, I suppose you're right. Back yeah, there's no, me, no, brother. no other monkeys here. Come to take them. <laughs> mm. We're going to have some fun with this stuff. Mm. Right, I think we get uh, the rest of the gang together and then we uh, possibly go do some scouting, see if we can find uh, these pillars and stuff so that we can find this underground temple. While, um, while they were out doing that, I was in the tent with Angel and I was teaching him the candle communication. Gotcha. Yep, so in which case then for, um, for Johnny's benefit, um, this is a slight variation on the, uh, the spell, if you're familiar with it. That you have to be in a completely dark room, or otherwise a completely dark environment, and then light the candle at the same time that the person that you wish to communicate with also has a candle, that they light it at their end. Um, you both recite the same incantation, and then you'll be able to hear the person that's lit the other candle 
at the same time you have. So it's a way to communicate across the globe somewhat uh, covertly. Global communication. Very nice. Just in case we ever get separated or who knows what happens in this temple at some point, like, I don't know, we'll come up with a time. Why if not it's now? Let's think about it. It'd have to be dark, though. Yeah. Maybe it should be night. At nighttime, if we're ever separated at midnight. Midnight. And, and we could stay. For, if it's true danger and something happened desperately, we could get, we could tr attempt it for 10 minutes on every hour, but only in emergency situations. So at 12 to 12, 10, I'll chant one to one, but only if it's dire circumstances. But Gerhard, I'm not a linguist. No, and no, this incantation it's... is hard to, it, it's, tell me the incantation one more time. I'll try to get it right. And I, I, I jot it down for you phonetically. Okay. Midnight, emergency every 10. In which case, then, as you're, you're busy in the tent, uh, Odd and Magnus are taking back the equipment they found to the uh, to the wagon. Connor, um, as you are, well, whereabouts are you in the in the camp at this time? I'm I'm patrolling the perimeter of where those soldiers came from last night, looking out into the woods. Gotcha. So keep which an eye case, on things. As you're going around the perimeter to the west. Um, you do hear off in the distance a somewhat distinctive thud and then off on the horizon you can see this trail of smoke start to rise. It's going to be a, it's a little way off, definitely more than a mile. So are Odd and Magnus still... Do I see, like, who do I see right now? Who's out here? Well, you can see the tent where Gerhard and Johnny are. Um, okay. You can see the other side. And um, Odd and Magnus are over at the wagon on the other side of the village. Okay, so I'll go over to the tent first. I'm going to say, I hate to disrupt whatever you gentlemen are doing in here, but uh, it looks like something just exploded out in the woods. Oh, there's no interruption. We're just talking about some occult spell. And I throw the uh, tent flap open. No, well, if you want to look just out there, I think it's about a mile out. You can see that plume of smoke. Uh, we have binoculars with the gear, I'm assuming. Oh, definitely. So uh, I'm going to take the binoculars and try and spot at it and see if I can see anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's at least a mile. Um, you can, When it's pointed out, you can see the trail of smoke heading up. Um, which, which way did we send all those villagers? South. So definitely away from where this has happened. I believe that's going to be uh, close to that battle site where those five pillars were indicated to us. If I had to take a rough guess based on the maps that have been drawn. Is that is that accurate, Matthew? It's a few degrees off. Um, a little bit further to the north. Uh, it looks like... I think those last group of soldiers are still trying to blast for an entrance, maybe. 
Gerhard, there, you still got your map? Yeah, of course. I'm going to take it out mm -hmm. and see if I can orientate myself with it. All right, it will correspond. Let me get the map up at this end. Right, of the areas in the search pattern that had been crossed off, um, this one is on the outer ring. It's the next empty one to the north. So from where you are, it's still roughly a westerly direction, but then slightly angled further to the north than where the battle site is. So it's so in if, that, as according to their search pattern, their unsearched area. I'm going to mark that off on the map, and um, I think we should we should head out that way. Either they found something, or the guardian found them. But it's definitely within the search parameters that they're they're looking. Well, they they were searching all yesterday. Yeah, they were searching. And, all but but look, they were searching yesterday, but we didn't see any explosions like that. That's I think true. they only blasted because they found something. Right. That's what I'm saying. That that leads me to believe they discovered something. You want to go check Magnus? Yeah, let's get everybody and just head out. Magnus, Adi, we gotta go. What, what, what's going on? What's going on, Connor? Look, I think that the uh, that last group that we haven't encountered yet <clears throat> looks like they're trying to blast their way in somewhere, and I'll point out that bloom of smoke off in the distance. Well, um, should we try and ambush them? Yeah, if they found an entrance, I'm sure they're all gonna go inside, so it shouldn't be too difficult. I think they'll be preoccupied either with the guardian or their own search. Let's well, let's let's get, try and get close, and then, uh, uh, Angel, how do you, how do you feel about uh, creeping up and, and scouting out and see if you can get an idea of what they're what you know how many of them there are and that stuff like that before we rush in guns blazing. I I, I, I can sneak up with them. Mm. I'm not sure it would be best for us to to go off alone. Well, I mean, just Angel did a pretty good job of it last time. I have a way of I have a way of getting in places that are without being seen. So uh, yeah, no problem. Let's scout it out. All right, um, uh, everyone, stay close together. Boys, before there... we go, before we go, you guys notice, of course, that we grabbed the pillar. I, well, I don't think it's the pillar. I think it's something else. I think it's some sort of transportation device. Uh, we found five more of these uh, flame-throwing things, but in way better condition. Wow. They might be really dangerous to use. I don't think they were made for uh, humans. I think they were made for the lizard people. But if the monkey could use it, we should physiologically be able to use it. There's just a risk of danger. Of course, you got plenty of guns. Well, it's, it's good for use in a pinch. Mm. So I'll take one. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should all hold one just in case yeah, there's just something be... that bullets don't affect. I'm not saying wear it, I'm just saying have it. Yeah. Angel is saying no. Okay, no. I respect your uh, desire to not. No, I, I just don't want it to be attached to me. No yeah, that, that's kind of disconcerting. I feel kind of the same way. I can I can carry a second one for in case Johnny needs it. Just I'll put, yeah, I'll put one in my backpack. And Matthew, since this is an indigenous uh, um, camp, is there any spears, hunting spears? 
Yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of relatively modern tools. They're not, um, they're not backward. Okay. So you'll, you'll have, there, there will be spears, but there'll also be axes. There'll be plenty of other items you could count as weaponry, yeah. Well, I'm very skilled at throwing things, so I figured the spear might come in very handy at some point. And yeah, I could use it as a walking stick. Yeah, if you find them, uh, that you look, you think what they've got would probably be used in fishing at the river. So they are nice, long, thin, and specifically designed for throwing. That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> okay. All right. Now let's just won't keep an eye out for those uh, little traps Adi set up yesterday. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be in this direction, but all right. Yeah, be careful. I'm coming with you. Well, this is to the west. I think this is where we set all the traps up. Um, I'm making part. sure before we leave that I'm putting like a tarp or something over um, the, the the thing that me and um, Odd grabbed and all that sort of stuff. And Well, do you think I should stay here? Uh, no. No. All right. All right, I'll come with you. I'm going to get one of those shotguns, so. All right. Connor, do we want to go ahead and take front? Take yes. point? Go ahead, yep. cruise on up. Do y'all know how to do bad whistles? I've got this whistle, but I'm not going to blow it just yet. What's that? It's just a neat little flute I found on the officer when I was out in the woods before. Looks rather strange. Yeah. It's well, just a let's, let's go. Right, so you're heading en masse in the direction of where that uh, cold smoke was coming from. Um, as you set off through the forest, um, it becomes fairly evident that that smoke is dissipating quite quickly. So it's not something that's on fire, but it was seems to be the remains of a fairly large explosion, hence the, the thud that you heard. And after a while, you can still keep your bearings as to where you're going, but Maybe after five minutes, there's no smoke or any sign in the air that there was ever, ever anything there. Um, for Johnny and Magnus, and if you're going ahead, do you want to give me stealth rolls, please? Five. Okay. On um, 55. Uh, 49 out of uh, 75. So oh, so Johnny and Connor going ahead then. Yeah, my bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you are silent as silent can be, um, not even a twig breaking as you're, as you're heading over there. Um, the scene that you find when you arrive is that this is still fairly dense forest over here, so you're pushing through a lot of undergrowth. Um, you're working your way between the fairly closely packed trees. When you find an area that has now been cleared by this fairly large explosion, and a a hole in the ground that is approximately 50 feet, um, yeah, 50, 55 feet wide, that used to be capped by what looks to, or looked to have been a fairly large or fairly thick capstone. I see Gerhard's already with his spear there. <laughs> um, the capstone itself has been almost completely obliterated. Um, there aren't many pieces of it apart from what's left of what would have been the edge. Um, nothing has been blown outward 
it's for most of the debris seems to fall into the hole. Um, the hole has a helial staircase running around the outside. So this large central gap and then stairs going down and down and down into the dark. Anybody outside? Um, give me a spot hidden roll. That's going to be an L five. Okay. Yep. Uh, there was definitely uh, there was definitely a few people here. Um, they're not here now, but their tracks are. And with with that good uh, a spot hidden roll, you can see that there were eight people here. Connor, you say there's eight. It looks like eight. That doesn't follow to the regular. That doesn't follow to the patrols. The patrols have been running six and one for a total of seven. If they got eight, they've got an extra. They've got an extra. There was the one that escaped from our first patrol. I bet he linked up with the rest of them. Yep. Decided it wasn't worth risking their life again to come up against us. And so I say we. We need to apparently go retrieve a, a lady alive down there. May or may not be wrapped in a lot of bandages. So I say we go do that. We'll wait up for the other two. You want to start dripping down in here. Now I'll, I'll sneak up further ahead. Let's go. When you say further ahead, do you mean down? Yes. Or do you mean yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'd like to start start making my way silently around that helical staircase. Okay. Um, going around the top and getting a bit more of an impression of the capstone that used to be on top of it, um, it looks like it wasn't just, it wasn't featureless. There was a design to it. And you can catch what may be around the edge are half blown off um, carvings or what maybe seemed to be writing in a similar style to what you saw on the map um, that Gerhardt now has. But so the, the characters themselves are half of them are there, half of them aren't. They're, they're incomplete after having been blown apart. So if it's going to be very hard to try and decipher what was on it. But if you had a complete one, then so you'd be able to see more of what was on it. Um, the stairs going down. Um, while Connor's going down into the dark. It's fairly easy just to go uh, to climb over the edge of the lip towards the staircase and then start working way around. It doesn't look, um, letting your 05 on your spot hidden roll um, carry on for a bit further. It doesn't look as though anyone has come down here. Um, there's still a fair amount of dust on the stairs, um, stone dust from the explosion, chips of the, um, of the capstone here. And you can see further down, there's at least one area where it looks like a large chunk of the capstone has hit the staircase and broken it. So there is a gap that you would have to jump, but that's about four or five revolutions down. Um, this goes down a long, long way, almost to vanishing point, you'd think. So this is hundreds of feet down this goes. Now, but so, so with the tracks, do the tracks look like they approached 
the opening or do they go out into the woods? Uh, looks like they turned up. They set up an They set up an explosive. They retreated. They blew it up. They then came to the edge, presumably to look over, and then departed. They did not go down. I wonder if they're trying to go find one of their little hover devices to try to get down here. It was quite a while to get all the way down these stairs, though. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't go down. So they're still out, kind of looking over my shoulders. They're still out in the woods. So but it also means nothing came up. Nothing's come up. Nothing's gone down. But we need to remain low and quiet. They still might be around. Hmm. I think they're just over there. Well, they. Connor, we're coming up behind you. Don't, 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 don't get scared by us. Where, oh my God! There's a, a big gigantic. It's a big gigantic hole in the ground. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't go down there. I don't know why. They might be looking for something to have an easier time going down, like what you found, or that we found. But maybe they're looking for another entrance. Yeah, if I can, without being without being seen, if I could scoot to the edge of the hole and look down, mm -hmm. I'm like scooting on my belly because I don't want nobody from the sides to see me. How uh, can I can I see down? Oh yes, oh a long way down until it becomes pretty much pitch black down there. I wonder if I could pick up a small rock and see if I could calculate how deep it might be by listening. Oh, I'm gonna... <laughs> Wait a minute. There's some kind of guardian around here is what they were talking about. Well, that's true, but I imagine when they blew this up, a lot of rock and rubble fell down there. I imagine it's still falling down there, little bits of it. So nobody's gonna notice a small little rock. I just wanna see right. if I can figure out how deep this goes. So give me a second, and I'm going to drop the rock and be like 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000. Okay. Uh, give me an int roll and a listen roll. Intelligence. Uh, I got a 77 out of 80. So, and what was the second roll? Uh, int and listen. Listen. That's my listen. My listen is only 20, so I can't hear anything. Okay. Um, you do, however, hear the rock, because that's specifically what you're listening for in the first place, and that's what your intro is to calculate depth. Okay. You reckon, assuming it hit the bottom, somewhere in the region of a 1,000 feet. Holy crap. It's a 1,000 feet deep. Do I notice anything? Uh, is it just like a part of a wall or was it into the floor how, how was the, the hole again it seems like the the capstone that's been blown apart um everything with with explosive dynamite etc um was potentially slightly curved or slightly domed but there's no wall around it if any it almost seems slightly sunken into the ground um 
In fact, yeah, you, you can actually give me an archaeology role if you've um, got that. Yeah. And I'm wondering, did they um, have to cut trees away from it like it was hidden? Or 08 on a 35. Aha. Uh -huh. All right. Definitely remember to take that skill. Trees have built them, uh, have grown up around this um, to the point where you can see some roots were climbing over the corner of the, uh, the capstone. This capstone has been here for millennia. It has been, it, this is ancient. And comes, um, consequently, the earth has started to build up around it. It was potentially partially concealed, but had been cle um, cleaned off. But I said trees started growing over bits of it. So yeah, this this was definitely obscured. Adi, uh, Magnus, take a close look at this. You see these tree roots? You see how big these roots are? These trees are 100, 200 years old. This stone has been here for, this quite possibly could be here before mankind. So I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm telling you. After the things I've seen in the last couple of days, nothing sounds ridiculous. Do you think um, this is the entrance to our underground temple? I think so, or at least a, an offshoot of it. I wonder why they didn't go down. Maybe they're afraid of the temple guardian as well. Well, I, I'm curious to see where they went. And I Can feel I, like doing a bit of hunting. Could I have a look at that uh, the map we found, Gerhard? Absolutely. Um, um, so I'm going to unfurl the, the map. And I'm gonna try and look at where he marked the where he marked the pillars and stuff, and see if I can sort of gauge where possibly this where this mark is on the map. The place where he's marked it would be roughly in that kind of area. So that one was originally here, yeah. Another one was here. And then another one, roughly here. The others are going off, uh, off the edge of the map. But that's where you, you say you've got your circle that becomes a pentagram. Right. And so is this, this marks where one of the points of the pentagram is? Yes. Okay. Now, it wouldn't be unheard of for ancient civilizations to build false chambers to throw off grave robbers. Also. That's what I was thinking. I, you know, but, there, there's, there's the false entrance. There, I mean, this thing could be littered with booby traps. I'm sure it is. And how could we not go down? We we absolutely must go down here. Now, Do I see any other writing that you were discussed, uh, talking about? Um, none that you can see on the interior walls, but they do okay. look as though they have been fashioned out of the stone. Um, but if you, you think with definitely that the fact that there was so much attention paid to the capstone, at least the little shards of it that are left, there has to be some other kind of mural writing here, but it's not anywhere near the top. If anyone sees any carvings or hieroglyphics or anything, please bring it to my attention immediately. Okay. But Gerhard, yes, I don't think we should go down just yet. I kind of want to do what I do best. I want to find this last group. I don't want them coming in behind us. I don't want them letting us go through the booby traps first. If they're still out there, they're hostile. I want to take them out first. 
If they're going around and they're popping all of these, you're going to lose all your precious hieroglyphics too. So uh, if you can I, discern what, what's written on these, even better. Maybe one of them says false entrance or who knows. But we need to find this last group and take them out. I completely agree and bring back one or two alive and we'll have them go down first in front of us and trigger any potential booby traps. They were, I mean, uh, I don't a, know who you're planning on bringing back alive, but I mean, those two that I tied up, I had to put down there in a bad state. You're not going to get the coax them to do anything. If we can get uh, one of the, the serpent guys that Johnny dealt with, uh, maybe we can bring him back. He might know a bit more information, but I, I agree with Connor. I think we've got a We've got to clear out the rest of these soldiers that have been after us before we do put ourselves in any other peril, uh, situ perilous situations. Um, now, now, Magnus, we we've we've cracked a couple of uh, of tough ones in our day, but I mean, these creatures, whatever they are, I mean, manipulated these men so much that they would rather die where they stand with an infection rather than breaking it. I'm not sure that we're going to be able to force something like that into cooperating with us. We don't know until we try. Uh, if I may interject, gentlemen, a couple of thoughts. One is, you mentioned booby traps. Uh, we can set a few booby traps of our own, like we did before, to deal with our soldier friends. Uh, two, uh, yeah, most likely we're going to try to bring back one of these lizard folk uh, as we had a mandate from Shapiro to do exactly that, if possible. But he didn't think that that would be possible. Um, they would probably try. So you might want to use a slightly different tactic on those sorts of folks because they just might respond by killing themselves or you might have to be more careful in how you restrain them. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I agree totally that we need to get the soldiers before we go down the hole. Hole's been here for a million years. It's going to be here for a million more. We can go down later. All right. And John, uh, Johnny Dare said, uh, from what he can tell, it doesn't look like anyone's been down there because they're still covered in dust and everything. So I reckon we track these soldiers, uh, finish them off, try and get one of these serpent people without and, you know, hurting ourselves and, and come back. Also, are you under the impression that this maybe the pillar that's i'm i'm think i don't think this is the the temple entrance if i'm honest i think this is one of the five pillars that um that our friend was talking about that they worship you well know, i keep i keep thinking in my mind that have you ever seen a uh an islamic mosque a kind of a a church yeah. for muslims they have minarets around them and I was thinking that if the temple was in the center and there were these five towers, but the towers just came to the surface of the ground and we're at the very top of the minarets going down towards the, the temple. Right. The temple might be in the center. That, so that, we yeah. kind of have a way of calculating when we get down there, which way to go. If there's a question, of course we do this, but we could probably calculate 439 times before we get to the bottom. I don't know how many times I could calculate. I hate to interrupt. We got to move. All right, let's go. We got to move now. Okay. All right, I'm going to go. track going. The, um, well, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to track the. We got to move ground. out. 
We need to get out of here. What's going on? Just, yeah, just move, Gerhard. I'll tell you. Don't worry about this later. Let's move. We can, we can talk there. while we walk. We're talking where? while we're walking. Here we go. Where are we walking? Out into the woods. Anybody, anywhere, anybody anywhere who's not walking, I'm grabbing by the shirt collar. We're going. <laughs> while you guys were discussing that, I slipped down those stairs a little ways. I listened real close. I got out of your shot from, from all you guys, whatever the hell you were talking about. And there was slithering and it was coming up the wall and it was coming up fast. So whatever's down there is not staying down there. Whatever's down there is coming out. So either we can hang out and see what comes out of this hole, who God knows what it is. Or we can do whatever you guys want to do. But I'm not staying in that hole. I'm not staying near that hole until we see what's down there. I think we've got to get to a place where we can see, but we can also stop whatever it is if we need to. I've, or get uh, the hell away if we have to. Yeah. All right, but everybody stay low, stay quiet. Not very good at climbing trees, though. I'm going to tuck into the wood line, disappear into the trees. Okay. So as I'm reading it, you're retreating within visual range and then hiding to see what's coming out. Yeah. Okay, because you have plenty of place to hide here. There is a lot of vegetation and undergrowth. Um, everyone give me a stealth roll. You each get a bonus die. Pass. Passed with the bonus die. Hard I'm pass. spending 13 luck to pass because I rolled an 88 twice. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have to spend another 10 points to, to pass. Mm -hmm. I have a hard... Okay, so after luck spends then, everyone passes. Okay, the thing that comes out of the hole fails its spot hidden. So, uh, for Johnny, you've seen one of these before. This amorphous, almost inky black mass starts pouring over the edge of the, um, edge of the rim. It's, you can see this multitude of eyes just start lighting up across its surface and these mouths that gasp and breathe in that what evidently is much fresher air than it's, um, that it's experienced down below. And it just seems to turn and observe the clearing around the, uh, around the broken capstone and then slowly starts to descend back down into the hole. And you can hear this, again, this oil slick-like slithering movement sliding back down the wall. Um, can everyone give me some checks, please? It's an 18. I passed this time. I passed. I passed. I've seen it before, and I failed. Okay. Um, those second. Pass. Okay. For those that passed, just the one. Um, poor Johnny, who failed this time. Uh, did you fail last time, or did you succeed last time? I... I think I failed last time. Okay, uh, that's it. But yeah, you didn't uh, kind of lose enough to kind of gasp and give away your position. That was it. Mm -hmm. um, 1d10. But remember how much you lost the last time because you will eventually cap out. You can only lose 10 to it. Okay, and how many? I, I froze for a second. The people who failed. Uh, failure is 1d10. Or the people who passed, sorry. Pass is 1. I'm going to go ahead and use a luck point to absorb that. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I've now officially lost oh, 10 sanity to a formless spawn. Uh-huh. Um, do you want to offset any of that with luck spend? No, I or took nine last time, and I just took that final point this time. So, nope, I'm just taking it. Okay. Oh, it's uh, resilient anyway. That's the one for one. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. That's what I have. The hardened will take that away. Is that correct? Um, hardened is you ignore sand loss from human horror. Ah. So, um, so if you... you go out and commit murder or go into a violent crime scene, etc., that that's nothing to you. But mythos is still holy shit. Oh, that's scary. Okay, it's a four loss. Okay, so again, not enough to flip out and go crazy, but enough to uh, definitely shake you a bit. You haven't you haven't felt that way for a while. Dear Christ, God Almighty, what the fuck was that? I've seen it before. Yeah, I saw the uh, the remnants of it. Never that's... saw one moving. One of those creatures from Tasagula. I don't know what language you're speaking, but uh, I'm wondering if if these people have some sort of a biological technology that they're able to create such monsters as that. The best way I could put it is it's a demon's spawn. Yeah, so I don't the, know. I, I, are you telling us that there are such things as demons? I'm not sure I can accept that, but I can just definitely express that, that thing was grown in a laboratory somewhere. This this capstone is a millennia old. Who do you think was here before us? You believe in the Bible, no? Not really. Well, no, I, these, these things come from something deep underground. I don't know. I just got that uh just looking at that the remnants of that one in the woods. I I don't know. It's it's gotta be lizard people technology. I I I don't think so. They seem a little more flashy than something quite like quite like this and uh something yeah I, I'm not sure they're related. Something just dawned on me. If that hasn't been open for so long and that thing's still alive in there. How does how? It's a demon. Well, unless it just—I don't. I for all we know, it could be mechanical, and it just looks like it's. Uh, you didn't. You didn't look at that thing exploded out in the woods. Okay, I know you like your machines. I know you like your electronic little gizmos, but this is something different. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. This is the that sample that you had in the glass. Correct. That's I had one of its eyeballs in this little jar right here. My God. Non-mechanical, non-created. Well, not created by human hands. And look, and those soldiers were terrified of it. If that snake creature. I mean, used if they use these regularly, then I'm sure their lackeys would have been used to seeing them by now. Or it could, have, it could have kept it from chasing its help. But I don't think that these snake creatures, right? I mean, if this, if this, if the snake, this, also, this tells us something though as well. Since we've already encountered one of these in the woods, 
means that they'd already blown a whole, one of these holes open and released one of them already. You're correct. So this, this is not the entrance to the temple, but they're trying to blow up these pillars to somehow reveal the temple. So we've got the soldiers to deal with and potentially four others or this and three other of these things to deal with. There, so, could be a, there could be a whole swarm of them down there. And I got another thing that we know. If that thing isn't the Guardian, uh, well, we what know the we hell is the Guardian? We, we know we can kill this, though. This is the thing. We know we can kill it. As much as it's true. As Do much as it pains me to say, before we leave, you might want to toss a couple grenades down there. And I'm going to, at this point, Matthew, I'm going to reach into my pocket and I'm going to pull out my shard of mirror that has um, the leather wrapping on one side and I'm going to look into <laughs> the mirror and sort of the others might sort of see me kind of daze out just, just a little tinsy little bit mm-hmm. and then I'm going to put it back in my pocket and then pull out two grenades in my oh, hands and I'm going to look at Connor and the others and then I'm going to slip the flamethrower on biff it and just run into the clearing you just told them that we're here <laughs> right um, are you intending to throw the grenades down the hole or are you just throwing them in general to make a loud noise Somewhere. No, I'm throwing it at the at the formless spawn. It's gone. It already went down the hole. Sucked its way back in. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna have to. Do, I'm like I said, I'm gonna have to deal with it anyway. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buff them down the hole. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say that because the hole is big enough that <coughs> I don't think a throw roll is gonna really be necessary here. So it's it arcs through the air and it goes down the hole. Um, but what I will ask for is a luck roll to see if it explodes anywhere near the formless spawn. Okay. Come on, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. 24. These guys are very hard to read. (laughs) Right, so that's going to be presumably a pass for for, for luck? Ah, yes, yeah, it's a definite pass for luck, yeah. Okay, roll 4d10, but then I'm going to ask you to halve it. Okay. Four D ten. Okay, so um, and then half that. Fifteen. Okay. Um, there is a boom. Uh, you do hear this loud scream of pain from down in the hole. But the scream goes on and descends. So you've done a fair old fair old damage on the thing, but it's still alive down there. And now rapidly descending even faster than what it was. You've all uh, so probably called all of the other ones in the area to come and this could be an um, ant's nest. I'm well I, I was running out, so I'm I'm hidden down the hole. Okay. Um you start chasing the thing down there. What is everyone else doing? Connor, what the hell's your brother doing? 
I don't know. This isn't what we talked about at all. We still got soldiers. Now they had the explosion. I'm going to say. Yeah, they're going to be on alert. Look out. I don't know if one of you guys want to take one side, I'll take the other, stand back to back, and let's watch for incoming. Magnus. I'm going to call out to him. He's going down the hole. You see his hat disappear down the hole along with the rest of him. Well, I'm going to go off into the tree line where I saw the tracks from the soldiers go and start creeping a little ways that way and listen for anybody coming well, back. Okay. Uh, besides a lot of scared wildlife that's uh, leaving the area, presumably yet again after another explosion um, in the area after they blew the capstone off, um, you don't hear anything coming towards you from that direction. Um, is anyone else besides Magnus going down the hole? I'm, I'm like wondering what we should do, but I'd assume that if the soldiers heard the explosion, that they'd be heading back there immediately. Don't go down need... the hole. Ah, Angel. And yeah, I'm going to stand lookout at the top of the hole. Okay. So I think, I'll stay, I think I'll stay up here with Gerhardt then. If, if I hear any of them screaming, help me, help me, yeah, I'll go try and help. But for now, I, I think we need to find out where these soldiers are going to come. Okay. Um, Johnny and Magnus then, as you are going into the, into the thick of it down there, uh, can I have dex rolls? Seventeen or ninety-five. It's extreme. Oh three, extreme. Okay, uh, my poor little thirty-eight means that I've only got a hard success. So you're catching up with the thing. Um, you can see it's sliding down the, a combination that used looks like it was going straight up the wall or straight down the wall, but now that you've hurt it quite considerably, you do pass as you're running down um, this area that has just got this large black a splat all over the wall, evidently where it, where it got hit, and it's leaking quite badly as it's going down now, just rolling and sliding down the staircase. Um, it's not moving as quick as you are, so you do catch up with it fairly quickly. Um, even so, this is still about 100 feet down by the time you get there. Cool. And you are pretty much right on top of it. How many, how many grenades do you have, Magnus? Uh... How many would I be able to? I've used two. How many can a normal person carry grenades? If you've got a bandolier, if you've got uh, somewhere of a, like a hook to put my rebel, yeah. you could probably carry up to the side, say six. Okay, so I've, yeah, um, I've probably got. Um, I used two, so four left. All right. Do you want him to come back? Um, so it's a, it's in range. Would you say of the flamethrower? Oh, if you want to use that, definitely. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll test this out. Hold on, before you take the shot. Yeah. Let's bring him to us. How are we going to do that? Like this. <laughs> right, and you blow on the flute. Okay. <laughs> give me a power roll. Oh, 84 on 85. That's a pass. That's just. 
I okay. thought I was afraid that I had really screwed us over, Magnus. <laughs> but alas, I know how to play the flute. A flautist. Oh. Screwed us over more than I already have, you mean? <laughs> I, uh, my dice are true to form, rolling 99, so the thing stops and then start and turns around and starts rolling back up the staircase towards you. Yeah, that's right. Come on back. <laughs> and if you want to give me, then, Magnus, a firearms handgun roll with a penalty die. Okay, firearms handgun roll. I want to take a couple steps away from Magnus. Especially the one that's got this gun on it. <laughs> so, putting him between you and it, and outside the blast radius if he does mess up. Correct. Um, that is a 31, which is a hard pass. Okay. 1d10. 1d10. 10. There is an intense moment where you cross off, uh, also cross off one magic point. Uh, you concentrate, this thing grasps onto you, and you feel the power leech out of you, and this jet of flame, just like with the monkey, shoots out towards you in this perfect line that hits the spawn, and it is engulfed in flame, um, almost as if it is an oil slick, that it just lights up like a candle, or like a bonfire. Um, there is this... There is this high-pitched squeal. It twitches, it writhes, it starts trying to spread out away from the fire, but realizes, of course, it is the fire at this point, and then just collapses in on itself in this burning, smoldering, stinking mass, and it is very, very much dead. Oh, Magnus, okay. we, should, we should have some kind of celebration. Maybe we could slap hands up high. Um, I sort of shake my head a little bit, slip the 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 thing off, mm -hmm. and then um, and then and kind of come to seem to come to a little bit, and then sort of yeah give uh, Johnny a high five. I have a feeling that will catch on in later years. Hmm. Yeah, it felt right. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, that thing packs a punch. Now what, Magnus? We keep going down. Uh, let me, and then I, I'm just going to kind of lean over, like listen, and kind of maybe try and take in a bit more of the surroundings of where we are, and see <laughs> if I can hear anything else coming from down there, or and, and, and things like that. There is now that you are alone down there. Um, apart from maybe the pounding of each other's heartbeats and breathing, there is no sound that you can hear coming from below you. Um, one thing though that as you are further down here and as light starts to get so diminished the, uh, the further down you go do either of you have a light source apart from the flame gun and the burning formless form I... <clears throat> uh, one moment I have a lighter I have uh... one windproof lighter Okay. Right. In which case, you will quite be blatantly um, aware of the fact that if you're going to go further down here into the dark, you are going to need a light source. It gets almost pitch black. If you're going down a thousand feet, a 50 foot opening that far above you is going to be pretty much just a pinprick of light. Okay. I, I think we need to uh, head back up 
and get the others and maybe get some sort of light source. And uh, the, the, the doc uh, seems to know more about what these things are and what's going on. Maybe he can read some of these symbols and stuff. So I think we need to come back down with him. Um, God, well, why did I do that? Jesus. That bloody yeah. thing. Um, Should be all right soon. I guess we don't we don't make that bad of a team after all. There's this flute; it works. Yeah, that uh, that was a surprise. But um, if we uh, if, if if I am right, and every time they open one of these things, one of these sludge things come out, then uh, that that thing could become in handy. And uh, uh, we know they're highly flammable. Yeah, they are. Now, did the did it catch as it went up the wall that where it had been bleeding all the way down? Are we currently being chased by flame back up the stairs? No, it's intermittent enough where it's not uh, not going to pose you too much of a problem. Okay. All right, let's uh, let's head back up. I'm sure the uh, I'm sure Gilly's having a heart attack after he saw me run down here. And I'm, I'm sure the scream and the flame plume that went up didn't uh, didn't set easy on their stomachs either. So no, we'll probably smell him before we see him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back at the top. Um, Connor off down the trail again you are convinced if anyone was coming you would have heard them by now no one is reacting to the sound of that uh, that sound of that explosion but that would have been heard for a, for a good old distance and um, likewise Odd and uh, Gerhard you can see after you can hear after a while them starting to come back up again this foul stench kind of precedes them but other than that Hey, you guys all right? Oh, yeah. yeah there they are. Here they come. What? Why, why wouldn't we be? What the hell happened? Apparently I saw the smoke coming day. up here. Just another normal day in this place. We took out the mass, the big black blobbly mass there. Highly flammable. Highly. Is it safe to go down there now? Just can't uh, see. We need a light source. All right. We need some kind of lantern or something. Adi, you got anything that'll light it up? Well, I got a flashlight. I mean, why wouldn't I have a flashlight? Why don't you have a flashlight? I think they call them torches in some countries. No, yeah. it's not a torch. A torch is a stick with a flame on the end of it. Um, you guys don't have flashlights? I do, but it's back at the camp with the rest of the equipment. How far back is it to camp? About a mile, mile and a half. Where's Connor? Well, if we're going to make, I think he went down that trail over there, but uh, I think I can see him down there coming back this direction. Um, I, you know what? If we're going to, if we could make camp here, we could move camp to here. All right, as far as I can tell, nobody's coming back this way. <clears throat> well, the flamethrower works. Well, that's nice. That's what um, that smell was. Yeah, the, those what do you call them, the demon things. Yeah, they're, they're, they they go up pretty easy. So uh, pretty handy to have that on you if you're in a pinch and you've got one of those coming at you. Quick pop of that, and you'll be fine. Now here's the thing, Adi. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Magnus. Uh, energy has to come from somewhere. There's no. 
you can't get something for nothing. And there doesn't seem to be any kind of fuel canisters attached to that that flamethrower thing. So I think that somehow it's using your life energy or your brain activity or something to power it. Really careful. Did you get a headache? Oh, there was a slight twinge, but nothing too bad. Yeah. I've definitely had worse. I think that I felt a little drained afterwards. Don't use it. If you're going to use it, don't use it too much. Be careful. Uh, I still think you could, I still still think you could overload it and make it explode. I needed to use it once to, to gauge what, how it would work and what the aim was like. Now I know I I don't need to use it again until I absolutely Uh, need to. um, I'll tell you what, (coughs) I'll tell you what, maybe you guys can, uh, um, reconnoiter this area right in here. Um, one of you can come back with me to the camp. We can pack up and bring it back over here. Are the are the steps going the helix steps going down wide enough that we could take the mules with us? Um, potentially. There uh, there there are gaps that I saw. Oh, we're not going to be able to get the uh, what when they blasted it. They took some of the stairs out. That would be a main problem. Well, I'll just go back and I'll get I'll get what we need. One one of you can come back with me. It'll it'll take us what fifteen oh, twenty minutes. Look, I as you said before, the hunting of whatever that was down in the hole. It this is going to be here forever. I want to go find that other group. All right, I still think that's a good idea. Yeah. And why did you rush down there anyway? All of a sudden. I uh, I had an urge that it was the right thing to do. Urge. Right. All right. But you know, you're meant to give in to your urges. Good for you. Keeps you young. If I was, if I gave in to all of my urges, we'd be having flying cars by now. All right. Well, we're going to go back and get some of the stuff. we get uh, flashlights and stuff. You guys stay here and make sure nothing, nobody comes. Uh, who's going with you? I'll go with you. All right, you come with me. We can have a little talk on our way. I guess that means uh, me, Connie, Connor, uh, going after the soldiers. And Angel, you can do what you like. Let's say we meet back here at the the the, the pit of despair in the the, the hole of the uh, of the oil slick monster uh, in a couple of hours. Does that work? All right, it works. I'll get something cooked for for lunch. Angel, if I'm not back by midnight, you know what to do. Yeah, we'll talk soon, one way or the other. Are you coming with us, Angel? No, I'm just going to sit right here. You guys go ahead. I'll be here when you get back. Keep out out of sight in case they come back. All right. All right, heading back to to the village then. Uh, So if I'm getting my number, my grouping right, is Gerhard and Odd. Uh, Again, nothing will stop you getting back there, and there's no problems waiting at the village for you. So that trip will go as you intend it to go. 
and then Connor and Magnus, you're following the trail off where the soldiers went, and Johnny's waiting back at the hole. Okay, uh, we'll jump to Connor and Magnus then. Um, for following the trail back, so there are eight people. They do make a fair. Um, they do make a fair old mess as they go through the um, through the jungle or through the forest. Rather, it's not really jungle territory here. Um, you can give me track rolls with a bonus die because there are plenty of tracks that you can follow. Let's see. Thirteen with a bonus dice is exactly an extreme success. Um, I got a twenty, which is a hard pass. Right. Um, you are going out probably for about 45 minutes then. And you are making your way fairly consistently through the, through the undergrowth. You're not losing any of these tracks where they're going. They are also pretty much making a, a very intense march that you get with your extreme. They know where they're going. Um, almost as if they've been where they're going before. There just seems to be purpose and direction for how, the, um, how they're moving. Um, after that 45 minute period, you come to an area that is a large clearing, like several football pitches across, kind of big. Um, doesn't look as though there's been any human activity here. Definitely there's no sign of uh, warfare or battle here. Um, in the middle of the clearing, rising like a corkscrew out of the ground is a structure that's made think maybe of stone or maybe partially stone partially metallic but it looks like a giant corkscrew with a door which is prominent about halfway up um, there are been as it has a corkscrew um, exterior you could go up a ramp around the exterior that would then get you to the door about halfway up well i think i found the temple you found the temple well, I think we, we found, found the well, temple. I think they found the temple. <laughs> yeah, and do the tracks appear to go up into the corkscrew? Uh, I think no, they don't. Oh. Yeah. Um, the tracks actually go around the edge of the clearing to the point where if you were approaching it from here, having gone from where you were, um, you would have gone as an act to the temple would be then a straight line towards the side to where the door is. Instead, the track goes around the edge of the clearing to a 90 degree angle so they could get to see you from, um, from basically from an angle, see you coming across open ground. And give me spot hidden rolls. Yeah, maybe they're waiting here in ambush. Mm. 53 is a pass. Exactly that. You can see that they are camped out on the edge of the tree line. Okay, well, um, let's... They've been fairly discreet, but as they're just basically camped out, they're not moving. They're not stood ready with guns, because they know okay. they, they can't see you so... crossing the But you can see that there is an ambush ready and waiting for you. So I have a couple of grenades. You have a couple of grenades. I say we just sneak up there and give them a little surprise. All right, but we, we want to try and maybe get one of the, uh, the serpent fellas and... Uh, I mean, if we could take them out quietly, great, and then get one of them. But if we grenade, it's, I mean, we'll get them all, but they're gone. They're gone, gone. How much do we want to question one of these guys? Well, let's get closer. Let's I mean, see. we're bounty hunters. We're pretty good at getting people alive. Right, but I mean, one of these things 
took your elephant gun and then it dropped. Oh, right. I know what you mean. Right. Um, We're going to have a devil of a time. Maybe if we find, if we see the injured one. That's a good point. Yeah. If the injured one is with them, then we can kill kill the rest and try to incapacitate that one. But All right. Let's um, let's get closer. Let's get eyes on them. Exactly. Let's see how well armed they are and and reassess the situation. So we'll creep up further. Okay. This will be your stealth versus their spot hidden to see if they see you approaching. Okay. Uh, I don't actually remember. A 74 is a pass. Uh, I just got a, yeah, I got a hard pass. Okay. My 87 is a very blatant fail. But again, my dice are consistent. Uh, when you get closer, you find that there are indeed eight people there, but they are not alone. Um, one set of tracks that were not present, so evidently these have been waiting here for them to go back to, are two things that look almost a cross between a Komodo dragon and a Rottweiler. Uh, they are a good three foot tall. Um, you can see them almost doing a perimeter sweep around the eight folks that are there. Um, long tongue lulling, um, lulling out of the mouth and these fangs dripping with this horrible ickery liquid. Um, can you give me a sound check for seeing those, please? 62 is a fail. 82 uh, is a fail. <laughs> okay, uh, that'll be a D4 from each of you, please. And in my classic luck with sanity, I lost four. <laughs> Thankfully, not enough to make you flip out, but definitely enough to make you stop in your tracks and consider about this, perhaps. Yeah, these, these things look pretty mean. So you have a total of 10 opponents. Sorry. There we go. Um... Well, I'm going to obviously whisper to Connor and say, um, I wasn't expecting the, uh, whatever the hell those dog things are. Um, I think you're right. I think we're going to have to go with the grenades. We need to do as much damage as we can. Try and take them out. You reckon? Yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah, so um all right, we'll just the left, take, come at the right. Yep, two two grenades apiece. Okay. Okay. So you're gonna throw you're gonna throw two each. Yeah. And then presumably on synchronized throw. Yeah. Um, both give me throw rolls. A 12. I'll spend two luck to make that a hard success, even. I'm too unfancy. Uh, I'm, I also got 12, but I'm going to have to spend two luck to make it a success. <laughs> oh, okay. On throw? Oh, no, actually, I no, thought no, base, base, thro- base, yeah, throw base throw is 20. 20. So spend so two and luck and make it a hard success, too. Yeah, we'll, we'll spend two luck and we'll make it a hard success. Frost Brothers are so in sync. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, 
bear in mind that you're close enough, you can obviously see all the detail of the people that are there. Um, do you have any particular targets you're aiming for? Are you aiming for the dogs? Are you aiming for the regular soldiers? Or are you aiming for the officers? I'm definitely aiming for the dogs. 100%. Okay, so you're throwing two at the dogs. I'm throwing two at the soldiers. Because yeah. we want to try to take one of the snake officers alive. So. Okay. So, dogs, uh, can I have 4d10 rolled twice? One for each grenade. Okay. 40, 10, okay, 5, 15, 25 for the first. Okay. 17 for the second. Okay, there are two X dogs uh, blown apart into varying degrees um, spread across the rest of the soldiers who may have a very short life. Um, can I have 4d10 twice for Connor then? Total of 34 damage. Okay. From all 8d10. Oh. We do the maths. That will be enough to not necessarily kill everyone, but you do see that there are bits of people blown across the area. Um, there's a, at least a shoe or boots that you see fly up in one direction. Uh, a couple of red stains, an arm goes off in a different direction. But for someone like you, that's not a problem. That's not, that's not sandworthy. Uh, they are all mechanically out of it. They all... Um, they all are knocked out and are counted as um, unconscious for when they re when mooks reach half their hit points. Um, the officers are the only two that are left that are unharmed, and they're going to book it. They're going to try. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, rather than go to a lengthy chase scene, um, I'm going to put it down to a dex uh, to oppose dex rolls. If you can catch or it's basically get better than their dexes than what they roll then you'll be able to catch up with them otherwise they're going to vanish off into the under 20 is a hard success uh, i got a 29 which is a hard success okay i got with my first guy the captain he got a 10 out of 85 so he is away and the other one is just half. So your dex will break the tie because he's got a pretty low dex. So one of them, the captain, presumably then you think the one that you met in your very first encounter, he legs it and he's gone. But the other one, you catch up to him. This guy's wearing a, um, a lieutenant's uniform. Um, he trips on a uh, trips on a couple of. Uh, big exposed roots and you are pretty much on top of him he turns you can see as he does so um, when you're up close and personal to him you can see the skin that he's wearing just it looks wrong 
that there's slight gaps around the eyes where you can see this green scaly mass underneath and um, one eye looks very slanted and slit rather than being a human eye it's a pretty poor disguise when you're up close and personal with him but from a distance okay. he would still appear human so dex order uh, that'd be magnus and connor magnus is first on 90. um i'm gonna try and uh i don't want to kill him but i want to try and like wound him enough that we can maneuver him a bit so i'm gonna try and wedge my knife into his shoulder Mm -hmm. um so that'll take him down um yeah that's the plan i've got i've got handcuffs and everything like that as well okay uh, that'll be a fighting maneuver then rather than intent on doing damage to him yeah um, his, his reaction is that he is going to try and bite you basically um, you see his mouth open these two fangs descend from the top of his um, the interior of his mouth and he's going to try and chomp down on your neck okay so roll your fighting brawl Ten. Okay, my 48 would have been a regular fighting role, but not with a bite. So, um, you have... Is, I, I believe it's uh, that's my fine rule. Yeah, that's a hard. No, it's extreme. Extreme powers. Okay. You have him. So, you have him pinned with, an, um, pinned with the blade, and he is not going anywhere. Cool. I cuff him. Okay, um, over to Connor. Well, so while he's while he's pinning him him down, I'm just gonna uh, shoot out one of his kneecaps. Ooh. Okay, uh, I'm not gonna call for a roll because he's a prone target. You can pretty much get the gun up to him and then pull the trigger, which is what you do. Um, I will ask for a damage roll to see if you unluckily kill him in one hit or not. <laughs> That's going to be an eight. Okay. And he fails his con roll. There is an unconscious serpent person in your grasp. Okay, so I'm going to quickly bandage the serpent wound, stuff it, treat it like a bullet wound, because we don't yeah. want him to bleed out on me. You've pretty much uh, blown his leg off with that. With oh, that. <laughs> man, he's a this revolver. Packs a punch, so I'm just going to tourniquet his leg then. Um, and we're going to haul him back. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that'll take you a little while lugging his uh, not quite dead weight back to the car. Uh, I'm going to check him as well, like see if he's got anything on him, um, any identification, any ammo, if he's got one of those flutes, um, possibly. Gotcha. Uh, yes, he does have a flute. And he does have identification, but it matches more the skin that he was wearing. Um, he was, um, well, he's, the skin formerly belonged to a um, Lieutenant Rodriguez, but he is uh, somewhat not attached to it as he used to be. Oh, yeah, you can say that again. Um, yeah, so we'll make our way back to, um, to the rendezvous point with Angel and uh, the others. Gotcha. Right, and then Odd and Heinrich. So you are heading back to the camp. Yeah. So what do you think of this whole thing? I, I imagine you're fascinated by the prospect of finding an ancient civilization that's 
it's a dream come true. I couldn't have asked for a better uh, vacation or trip or whatever you call this. What what was it that uh, Shapiro called these people? The uh, the something of night, the the Brotherhood of Night, or the the Children of Night, or something like that. I don't. I don't actually. Actually, I would know because I have photographic memory. <laughs> he, he referred to them as the inner night. The inner night. The inner night. Now, do you think he's referring to the darkness? As in night? Because, yeah. of course, you can't see how it's spelled. I assume I, it's the darkness. That's what I would think. The inner night. So these soldiers of the inner night have come up here and somehow switched bodies with, well, they've taken the skins. But from what we've seen and from what the others have said, they don't seem to be, it's not really a great disguise. So my guess is that, that there's some form of either drug they're giving the other soldiers or it could be some form of mesmerism. That's what I'm thinking, some sort of mind control, but... Which, which could be really dangerous, because what if getting near one of them, they can actually use mind control on us? That is true. And something you said sparked uh, an idea. You said they came up. Maybe the inner night is referring to the underground temple. Well, they seem... Don't you think that they're in league with the oil slick creatures? Yeah, Absolutely. How, I don't know yet. Maybe, how did they know there was anything here? Didn't uh, Gregorio tell us that other people had observed their, their yearly ritual? He was saying that the, the, the locals would come and give offerings once a year to appease right. the spirits. Right, but he said that they, I asked him if we could observe, and he said, yeah, there had been other people who had observed. So maybe somebody knew about this and sent their people out here to find the temple. And in the process, they woke up these snake people. And the snake people are, I don't know what the snake people are looking for. That I don't know, but Caduceus sent us here to retrieve the mummy. If it would only be logical to assume Caduceus would have a nemesis, and that's who sent the others here. Well, I think they have nem. Okay, I don't know Latin, but is it nemesi, nemesis, nemesis? Uh, they probably have a, quite a few because. Uh, Apparently, we're out here hunting down the baddies. Um, but somehow Caduceus knew about this situation, which also leads me to believe that they were contacted in some way. And I don't know how they could have been contacted unless this magical, undead female mummy knew that something was going on up here and she contacted them. I don't know. It's plausible. Maybe she called out for help and Caduceus answered. 
Well, we're almost back to camp. It was interesting to see if they found the soldiers. Thought I heard a couple of explosions off in the distance. That's didn't you? What I was going to say, maybe we should grab an extra med kit, a couple torches, some oil lamps if there's any around camp, some rope. Yeah, all those things are probably really good to bring along with us. If there's a donkey or a horse, we'll load them up and. I'm going to bring that portable uh, radio too because. Before we go down, we can send Shapiro a, a message and tell him what we're up to. We're supposed to update with them twice a day, aren't we? Yeah, 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. But uh, they monitor the channel, so if I call in at any time, they'll probably know. I also Anything told them if we don't call in, that, that, that either dead. means... What's that? Then we'll be dead. Well, either we're dead or we're busy. So, I mean, we can't always say, uh, guys, uh, put your put your monster away. We need to go make a phone call. Uh, <laughs> you know. Exactly. All right. So, I, I can see the camp up ahead. I still only see Johnny there, though. Johnny, is everything okay? We're already back to the hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's not. It's only about a mile back. I'm gonna make something for lunch. You like, uh, I don't know, chicken? Yeah, that's fine. Chicken yeah, is fine. I think I brought myself some, brought yeah. some lots dried instant chicken. <laughs> um, get a little fire going here. While Odd um, is cooking and Gerhard's loading up the mule, then back at the uh, back at the village, and while there's a couple of explosions up in the distance. Um, I think Johnny wants to do something. Yeah, I'm hearing all that happen. I'm just taking in the beauty of nature around me. But there's one other thing that I wanted to take in. Mm -hmm. So I uh, find me a nice shady tree. I sit underneath there, out of the sun. It's hot down here. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I reach in my pocket and I pull out a handkerchief that I may have lifted from uh, Magnus. And that was a two on my psychometry roll at 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, cross uh, roll your magic point. It's going to be nine total. Ooh, okay, so this is pretty draining, but does give you a uh, fairly intense uh, little vision here. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this is for Johnny's ears only. Uh, I'll give you the thumbs up when to put your headphones on, please. <laughs> right. Uh, you catch probably the most intense memory or the intense moment that connected with the uh, with the handkerchief, uh, you've, you're catching flashes that it starts almost at the end, then zips back to the beginning to put everything in context. Um, he's run out of what seems to be this large house, um, quite stylized architecture, quite Western, so probably back in the States somewhere, you'd think, potentially. It's, it's hard to get an idea of the exact area around it. But he's mopping his brow, um, evidently terrified. 
that something has really shaken him to his core. But while he's doing that, he himself is reliving what he's just seen. So you're, you're catching bits of it. Um, there's images of bodies strung up inside, um, in, obviously inside the house, in dark enclosed areas with um, only shards of light coming through, um, coming through shutters. They seem to be all naked. They're trussed up uh, from their, much from their feet up on meat hooks from the ceiling. Um, some of them are in various stages of being flayed. Um, others being butchered. Pots full of bones and being boiled down. Um, and then, what looked to be people eating the remains, but they're not really people. They're humanoid. But if anything, you'd say they're more dog. Than human. Um, there's a fight break uh, that breaks out. There's arms. There's blades. There's fists. There's teeth. There's blood. And finally, a refusal of not wanting to take part in whatever um, what seems to be happening. Um, a hand grows out and grabs a knife, or what seems to be a knife at start, and then you recognise it as the mirror that he took out earlier, that it's actually a shard of a broken mirror that he's then made uh, fashion the handle round. That he grabs that and starts slashing and just cutting through these, these kind of half dog, half humanoid figures that are can evidently engaged in what seems to be some form of, well, assuming if they are in cannibalism, but they are definitely eating the dead and the freshly dead. Uh, you can give me a sound check for that. Pass, pass that one. Okay, so you don't lose anything for it. But still quite quite harrowing imagery imagery, but everyone, you are you are somewhat hardened to these things, then maybe that accounts for not losing any sand. Beyond, after that the the vision fades. Mm. And I will call everyone back. Yep, and still a nice, warm, sunny morning, sat beneath a tree with a handkerchief in your hand. Going to uh, just put that handkerchief back in my pocket before anybody else sees it. Yep, you are completely alone. I'll go back to soaking up the beauty of nature. <laughs> Right. I think after the allotted time, uh, cooking has gone down, gathering your equipment has gone down. Um, you've got a whole lot of stuff um, put in the satchels on either side of one of the mules, if you want to bring that along with you. So you can all meet back up after two hours have passed, back at the hatch. Yeah. There he is over there, see him sitting under the tree. Looks, oh, like, he's so looks like he's soaking up the beauty of nature. Adi, Gerhard, you see that over there? I believe that's a finch. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, a Bolivian uh, green finch. It's the little things, Adi. Yeah, the stranger things that you remember when you've 
read a bunch of Audubon guides. Anyway, did you get everything we needed back at camp? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we were thinking that uh, that, that there are multiple forces going on here. And I think that the Bolivians just got wrapped into this accidentally by, uh, by uh, the serpent people who may have been also wrapped into this accidentally. Uh, we were thinking that maybe somebody knew about this before anyone else and uh, came here in an attempt to find the, the temple. And what they found was the serpent people. And now the serpent people are looking for something. Because I think the seven people weren't very active. They couldn't have been very active in this area up until very recently, right? I mean, they would have been living underground. The uh, the knights, the knights of dark, knights of the dark, the dark, the yeah, those guys. Out with it, Adi. Out with it. I'm sorry, it's just I'm 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 moved by that little green finch over there. It's really quite lovely. Um, Do you think maybe when the Bolivians and the Paraguayans hit this accidentally, that it was like kicking an anthill? Yeah. And all the little serpent people came out of the anthill, and they're not so much trying to find anything. They're just trying to protect their queen. Maybe, but we know that they can tear the skin off of somebody and put it on themselves and then hypnotize everyone around them to believing that they're perfectly fine. Yeah, I have seen that. There have been reptiles known to hibernate for frozen or whatever for years and then defrost or get awakened in some way and they're like the day they went to sleep. Yeah. I just think they accidentally mortared open right. an anthill. Yeah. And the one who seems to be distressed about it the most is this uh, lady mummy, and that somehow she contacted Caduceus. The queen. Well, except that I don't think she's their queen. I think that she's something else. Gregorio seems to think that she's like an ancient leader of their people who is favored by the gods to make a temple. And then she went to sleep, and that when she wakes up, she'll be uh, taking her chosen people back to the promised land or heaven so or whatever. These snake creatures found the location of what they were hunting, which would have been the mummy, and put themselves underground or in hibernation until the queen awakens. The queen or mummy awoke, so did they, and here we are. Maybe I imagine if, if these uh, if these ancient uh, snake people are older than humans, and uh, you see, I mean, obviously we've never heard of them before. Definitely. Then maybe they want to restart up their civilization or something, right yeah. out here in the jungle. It's nice and hot and steamy. You remember in, in the, the forest? Guy, you remember I'm sorry. the guy in the hut? He said that he would come out and and put things on these uh, on these pillars. Yeah, some sort of offering, so... Did we ever figure out what the offering was? I don't know. I thought I kind of felt like it was maybe flowers or something. But uh, 
I don't know. He didn't really say, but he did seem to say that they were in spiritual contact with her. So maybe she can communicate with them in some form. Visions, dreams. Which uh, would explain how she contacted Caduceus. This is all conjecture at this point. Of course, it's kind of crazy shit conjecture, but then everything around us is like crazy. I've seen her. And we've got it. What? I've seen her. Through the flute. It's her flute. Uh, yeah, what is this flute thing that you've got there? Where did you get that? I got it off the uh, I got it off the leader of that that small unit that I took down when Can I was I, back there. May I see it? No, I'm not going to okay. show you my flute. All right, Can suit yourself. I don't feel okay. Like here, is I that... didn't see my flute. I'm I've only I'm only jerking your chain. It's just a flute. A chain. It's not even in tune from what I can hear. It's a very high pit. Don't blow it. Okay, but it just looks like it just looks like a flute, right? I understand that, but if you blow that, then that big black mass full of eyeballs and assholes is gonna come right back out of that hole. Not the one that we smoked in the bottom of it, but it's basically a summoning whistle to It's like a dog whistle, whistle, but a dog whistle for the big Bubbly like thing. Blob of shit, yes. Holy crap. It's almost, it's a, yeah. Well, I'd be very interested to understand what pitch it creates and, and how it resonates and so forth. But here you go. Thanks. That's, the big thing is I just didn't want you to blow it right now because I don't know if there's any more down in that big hole. No, but it's a good point. If If we can actually summon the thing, we might be able to use that to our advantage. One is to kill it. We know that fire is pretty bad for it, but also because maybe we can trick uh, some other group. Wait, here comes uh, here comes the Frost Brothers. They look worn out, but what are they carrying? Holy crap! Did they kill the soldier? Why would they bring a dead soldier? We have chicken. Yeah, we have chicken. Yeah, we got a snake. Yeah. I've got one of them. Can I look? I, I really want to look. I don't. Well, you don't got them restrained, right? too bad. It's, uh, could... its arms are restrained and its legs been blown off. Oh, um, crap. I also Do brought I... back one of the um, the only surviving uh, soldier from our expedition. Uh, once One of the snake creatures escaped. Um, we couldn't quite catch him, but we brought back the snake and we brought back this this poor sap and I'll dump. And we found a temple. You found the temple? Yeah, that too. Yeah. How it's could you find monster. the temple? It's really, really big and obvious in the middle of the clearing odd. I thought it was supposed to be underground. Well, I think it was at one point, but it looks like it's screwed out of the ground. It, it, it seems like they've been raising it out of the ground, yeah. I, yeah, I think that's what these blowing up these things have done. It's kind of like Forcing it up, yeah, maybe yeah. some kind of air pressure or something is causing oh. the whole thing to rise. But you've you've got him restrained. Uh, yeah, He's handcuffed. Yeah, yeah. I got to take a look at his physiology. This is amazing. Magnus, As you, you got um, the big blade. Sorry, you have the big blade with you. Oh, it's uh, it's right here. Do you want me to flay him? No, no. But I as you're saying about flaying. 
as you're saying about flaying and then look back to him, uh, I think Gerhard must have had a sim uh, must have had the same idea because he's already leant down and he's starting to tear the skin off this thing, um, showing you the full extent of what's underneath. And yes, there is a humanoid figure underneath, but it is a snake with arms and legs, and its features crammed inside to this skin suit. Um, you can give me a sand check, all of you, for finally seeing one of these guys up close and personal. Although it has arms and leg at this point. Oh, yeah, you have one <laughs> leg. 24, I pass, and I also want to attempt first aid. Yeah, I passed. 99. Oh! oh. I right. passed. You're, you're amazing with sanity rolls. No, I'm telling you, my as a player, personally, my I always fail always. sand checks. And always take almost maximum damage every time. It's so bad. Anyway. Well, uh, on a fumble, then you can just take the straight six. Yep, there we go. Boom. Yeah, uh, you can follow that up with an int roll. Yeah, 22. When your intelligence is a 90 and you fail a lot of sanity checks, you have some problems. <laughs> <laughs> just just a few. So I'll take everyone else past? Yes. Yeah. Right, pass, is, pass is zero, so you're fine with that. Um, how would Connor like to flip out, having seen this true thing of what you realize you've been lugging through the forest back with you? Fucking shoot everything. <laughs> so I'm going to make a luck roll. Mm -hmm. Which is a 97. So he's going to react a little unfavorably. Um, mm -hmm. Define unfavorably. I think I'm going to have to find another one of these snake things to bring back alive. <laughs> well, it depends on how you react to Connor drawing his pistols. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I, I, think you're, I think your reaction is you're pulling them and you're pulling the trigger. Yeah. yeah give, given the thing only has two hit points left after the amount of damage you've done to it and that you can't miss... Um, um, God damn it, Connor! Pulling the thing. If I see him pull the thing, can I try and knock his arm up and away? If you give me a dex roll, and I'm going to say make it under half to catch him uh, to catch the effectively surprise attack. <sighs> no. Sixty-three out of sixty. Your your default reaction is as soon as you see the gun to just go shit and dive out the way. Um, at that point, there is a deafening blam, 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 and there's bits of serpent person all over the floor in front of you. God um, damn it, Connor, I just changed my fucking shirt. Really, Connor? You couldn't have done that before I carried him all this fucking way? No, Jesus I, Christ. So I just, so for five rounds, I am just shooting until my, my guns are empty. That, that happens very quickly. Magnus, does he do this every time he sees something? Not every time, but I mean, to be fair, that thing did look a lot like our great aunt Mary, so don't start to blame him that much. A sentient, non-human entity, and and I just walk off into the woods, cursing and journaling. Right, there's another one. I'll, I'll, I'll get the other one. It's okay. As, 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 German. as soon as his uh, gun is emptied, I am going to lean back down and see if I can find anything on this lizard man. 
that, that search has already been done. Uh, you find, again, the same do uh, dog tags and ID that confirm that the skin used to belong to a former Lieutenant Rodriguez, but otherwise there's nothing like the certain person right. ID card. Well, I was, looking, like I was looking for more, more for any kind of markings, tattoos, or something on the I'm not I'm not I don't care about the human I just care about the the lizard and I'm I'm looking its physiology over did you shoot it in the head I you shot it in a lot of places everywhere. all the places everywhere about 12, 12 shots I mean one of these shots blew its leg off and I pumped 12 more of these 45 caliber shells and like rounds into it if if one of the fangs is intact I would like to remove it yeah, I'd say you could definitely if, get a fact. Yeah. If both of them are intact, I'll take both of them. But if I'll take my handcuffs yeah. back. <sighs> yeah, give me give me a luck roll to see if both are intact. All right. The handcuffs. Uh, the fangs. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, he's he's blew it in the mouth, and one of them got yeah, destroyed. Half, half the top jaw is gone, but yeah, there's definitely one fang you can retrieve. Your handcuffs, thankfully, though, Magnus are intact. I am already indefinitely insane, guys. I think you were there before you even started this oh, whole mission. I was going to say, I've, I've, yeah, brother, Connor, you're, you, you were long gone before we got here. <laughs> I had 70 Mag sanity before we got here, and I've lost Mag 20 of it. <laughs> yeah, Magnus, you need to talk to your brother. Get him in check. Connor, calm down. <sighs> I told you, I didn't. Didn't think we were going to get one alive. Angel, uh, I found another one of them uh, pipey, fluty things here. Can I have that one? No. Angel, here. Yeah, but why does he get two and I don't get one? Because he saved my ass with it. Okay, I understand that, but Every I want to study it. And... Battle, you ride and hunder, hide under the cart, so... <laughs> I'm not letting you control a big goopy black thing. I want to control it. I want to understand how it works. All right. Well, just maybe under some supervision. Buddy, you just angel. blow it. Yeah. You blow it, it listens, it comes along. Yeah, but there's a reason why musical instruments all sound differently. It has to do with resonance and, and the, the, the way that it, it creates the sound. For the love of Christ, if I give you this whistle, will you not ever go into a rant like that again? Uh... He can't, can't promise. I can't <laughs> promise that. It's my nature. Have a whistle. Thank you. <sighs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, well, now we were going to question this guy when he woke up, but I guess that's out the window. Um, let's let's have something to eat. Uh, you still have you still have the other yeah the soldier. Yeah, but. Um, he's run off, so I, I mean, I could go track him, but I think we need to rest up and then go down and we can either uh, go down and look what's down this hole or we can go and check out the temple. Well, I, I brought back one of the, the soldiers that survived the grenade. I couldn't get him coherent enough to talk, but maybe Angel or Gerard or Adi or you might have a better chance. Yeah, he might be under the influence of some drug or, or, or hypnotism. Uh, we got to let it wear off before he's going to give us any information. But uh, let's give him some chicken. Maybe he. I don't looks like looks like they haven't eaten in weeks. Hey Magnus, on the way out of the hole, 
think you dropped this. It's your handkerchief. Oh, thanks. Sorry about no that. Problem. No problem. I just happened to see it on our way out. Oh, right. That's uh, my lucky handkerchief, so I appreciate that. No problem. Right. I think then as you're starting to put, get your chicken dinner ready and start to bring the soldier around for a quick meal and talking to, I think that is a fairly good point to leave it. Excellent. All right. Our players included John Byram, Morgan Llewellyn, Jason Melichok, Zane Fleming, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs of our show uh, are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We really enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming. <laughs>